Welcome to the Bob Siegel Show podcast on the Cross Global Media Radio Network. Visit cgmradio.com slash bob to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. What kind of Scrooge would I be if I made sport of something near and dear to somebody else's heart? And yet, on the other hand, sometimes people do need warnings. Perhaps a compromise with a kinder, gentler Scrooge is in order. I plan to restrain myself and talk about just three movies that did not make my top ten list. One is a mixed review. The others are so bad they deserve a spotlight of their own without being watered down by other bad reviews. Much as I regret criticizing anything that lifts up Christmas, somebody has to say it. Otherwise, the rocks themselves would cry out in pain. Mixed review, Disney's Babes in Toyland. Although it's quite corny in places, I cannot forget the thrill I had seeing this movie in the theater as a child. Considering when it was filmed, 1961, Babes in Toyland had wonderful special effects and plenty of Disney magic. If you can stay with it up to the time the children actually enter Toyland, about halfway through the movie, you will find that the wait was worth it. The March of the Toy Soldiers number and the final battle sequence are absolutely spectacular, even more so when we remember that this was before the time of computer animation. I am disappointed that this movie didn't become more popular. But with an all-star cast, including Ray Bulger, the scarecrow from The Wizard of Oz, as an enjoyable villain this time, Tommy Kirk, Tommy Sands, and Annette Funicello of the early Disney family, the hilarious Ed Wynn, who everybody remembers as Uncle Albert from Mary Poppins, and here he's playing the toy maker himself, and timeless Christmas music from the original stage version, Babes in Toyland should be an annual tradition. Why then did it not make my top ten list? Because my review is one of the most mixed I have ever given. The bad parts are so terrible, and the good parts are so wonderful. One not only feels frustrated, but must also wonder what went on in production. Either a lemon script was partially saved, or a brilliant script was pushed off the wall, and like Humpty Dumpty, who ironically would have blended in well with the background of this movie with its Mother Goose theme, no one could put it together again. There's little to redeem the first half of the film. In places, the songs and dialogue get so stupid and so childish, you would be embarrassed to have your friends or family walk into the room and catch you watching this albatross. Yes, the movie was made for children, so we need to cut a little slack, but not much. Although we can accept the fact that Mother Goose Village is a setting for youngsters, Disney's hallmark genius and well-deserved reputation are generally demonstrated in an ability to entertain kids and adults alike. Not so this time. Early in the film, the talented actors are wasted with stilted dialogue that often rhymes, an interesting experiment that simply did not work. Yet in the second half of the movie, they're not rhyming anymore. Go figure. Once the kindergarten poetry stops, the conversations are crisp, witty, and at least a bit more realistic. Part one did feature some fabulous dance numbers, but honestly, you would do better to read the cliff notes and then fast forward to the second half. The movie, after all, is called Babes in Toyland, and trust me on this, the part about Toyland is better than the part filmed for Babes. I still love the movie, mostly for personal nostalgic reasons, but if I place it on my top ten list and you watched the first half... My reputation would be on the line. I do not love Babes in Toyland enough to put it high on a list, and I love it too much to put it on the bottom. So instead, I offer this review alone, apart from any list at all. 
Bob Siegel Show podcast is a production of Bob Siegel and Cross Global Media. Visit us online and subscribe to the show at cgmradio.com slash bob. <laughs>